Welcome to another episode of Emmy's Insight. It's your host, Emmy, and today I thought I would do a raw episode just sitting down and having a chat with you guys about weight gain and the importance of gaining weight, how I have been dealing with it, a little bit of a chat of my own struggle, um, and yeah, just jumping straight into it. So if you saw my second episode or heard my second episode, um, which was called Running Hungry. And that was the first episode where I talked about my experience with an eating disorder and the effects physiologically on the body. I did mention that it is a topic that's just so complex and it's going to take more than one episode to touch on and just to really get into and have a chat to you guys about. So I thought I would just do another episode. This is completely unscripted and not planned. So I'm hoping I can just like get through everything that I want to get through in this episode. But um, as I mentioned in the um, Running Hungry episode, it is just a topic that's going to be ongoing and there's just so much to get into about it. So here's one of many. And in this topic, I wanted to just talk about, you know, my own struggle mentally with gaining weight and how I, yeah, how I cope with that and um, some of the things that help get me through why it's super important to gain weight. Obviously, it's different for everybody, but if you don't know my own circumstance, I basically am under fat, so not at a healthy body fat percent and have been struggling with red S and um, coming back from like anorexia and having disordered eating where I've just been in, in that place where I'm not fueling myself properly and I was overtraining and just became obsessive um, in that sense. So that was just the brief, most brief um, overview of the place I'm coming from. And it's just so important for me to get back to a healthy weight where my body is happy at that weight and it's functioning health optimally and I'm healthy and I get a period back. So that's something that I haven't had for more than three years now. And that's that is not good. So that is what I'm going to get into in this episode. Just a trigger warning if if talking about this content uh, and mentioning weight and anything like that is triggering or upsetting to you, please don't listen to this episode. However, I do want to reiterate that or preface that this is going to be hopefully as uplifting and motivating um, and inspiring to getting better and gaining weight if that's what you need to do for your health as possible. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Okay, so something I just want to have a bit of a chat about and touch on is the, oh, I don't even know how to start this, but the huge issue with comparison in today's society. So this is something that I just have to talk about and I'm probably going to do entire episodes on the dangers and like why there's just no point in comparison. Like it serves you absolutely no purpose to your life, but why it's such a big issue. So as someone who's grown up, in the 21st century, one of the first generations to grow up on social media, it's it's just so profound how how much of an impact the you know the huge issue of comparison has today in today's age. So I've had conversations and read a lot about how much more significant that impact is today compared to in past times. So comparison's always obviously been a huge thing in life that's pretty normal to the human condition to compare ourselves to our peers. But in the past, you know, people had maybe five people they compared themselves to that they would see in adult life once they'd finished high school. 
And maybe once a year they would catch up with old mate Jennifer who they went to school with and maybe they'd compare where they're at in life with Jennifer. You know, they might be like, oh, she got married earlier than me or she has more children or she's earning more money. But it wasn't something that you would see in your face every single day. There would be a small handful of people um, that you might sometimes off like, you know, subconsciously compare yourself to. Whereas today, you're, if you're on social media like 90% of us, you're constantly seeing the highlight reel of people's life. So you're always comparing yourself to people and it might be subconscious to the highlights of their life and you're able to compare yourself to 1,000 different people in the span of five minutes. You might scroll down your Instagram and see someone graduating from their double degree, buying their first house, you know, having heaps of friends in a great relationship and that is just a lot of comparison to have compared to what, you know, what in the past would have been how much humans were coping with. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when it comes to diet and exercise and, you know, someone's body, that comparison that in that space on online, I'm sure we're all quite aware is it's so negative. Um, although it's not always negative, but it, it's just such a there's just so much potential for it to go wrong especially when you're a 12 year old you're growing up on social media and you're seeing this idealized or ideal body type and and there's just a huge issue with comparing yourself to this highlight reel and it's so it's there's just so much potential for it to go wrong so of course I'm not saying social media is negative there is definitely ways to use it in a positive way the reason I bring this up is because the amount of DMs I get from girls or even guys, but the amount of DMs I get from people who say like, how can I get my body to look like your body? Or what do you eat? What is your macros? What type of training do you do every day? How many hours? It's just very specific. And it's, it's just, there's no place for that because every single person's body is so different. No matter what you do, it's never going to look the same as somebody else. And the training someone else is doing, it might not be the right training for you, especially when it comes to diet. Someone else's macronutrients is not going to be the same as yours. No two people are the same. On top of that, I do not recommend counting calories or macronutrients. It's just so unnatural. Finding a way to intuitively eat and be aware of your nutrition, but not be obsessive or restrictive is so much healthier. So the reason I wanted to bring up comparison is, first of all, to mention that, that it's just, there is no place for it because everybody is so different. You know, you, they, the person you're comparing yourself to online might not be healthy at all. For example, when I was in the worst place I was in and people would be like, wow, I want your body. It would make me sad because I would think I was this 18 year old who was starving. I was so unhealthy I was training all day, every day. I was getting nothing out of the training I was doing. So I went from, as a 17-year-old, you know, finaling at nationals for my age to not even being able to run properly because I was so weak. Yet people were saying, I want your body now. So I realized, you know, you can't compare yourself to what you see online because the people behind that might not be physically or mentally healthy. And I think for me as a teenager, I, comparison, you know, it influenced me so much because I would see 
you know, maybe some Instagram models who were super tiny and, or, you know, I'd follow, you know, pages that would post these really low calorie meal plans. And I would, even if it was subconscious, compare myself to what I was, you know, being exposed to or exposing myself to. And it's just like, we are too unique to compare our bodies or how much we need to eat or anything in life you get nothing out of comparison besides making yourself feel like shit so there's literally no point in comparison so I just wanted to bring this up for any girls who might dm a girl saying what is your macros or what is your workout split that it doesn't matter because it's not going to serve you the way it serves them and it might not even be right for them either so yeah comparison is just a huge one because for me one of the biggest reasons I struggled with um, an eating disorder and fell down that path was body image. So I started to struggle with mental health towards the end of year 12. It was basically directly after the HSE. And there was a few things that kind of triggered it. Um, I kind of talked about it in my um, Running Hungry episode, but one of the biggest things was when I got injured um, and I was on crutches for a very long time, I was cross-training and I applied myself to cross-training. You know, I told myself setbacks are comeback, setups for comebacks and that I'm just going to work so hard to come back to my sport. And it just dragged on for so long that I tried to stay as positive as I could. But after a long time of not being able to run and missing out and not doing what I loved and I started to feel quite depressed and I was going to the gym every day and doing what I could on one leg, I just started to get obsessed with how I was looking because I couldn't run properly and I just started to obsess with how lean I was getting. And I hate to admit it, and I've talked about this in videos before, I said I was ashamed to admit I felt like this, but I liked how I looked being so tiny and so lean. I'd always wanted abs. Like I'd always written down like I want abs as one of my goals in the future when I was young. And I was always a lean athlete, like I was always tall, I always had lean legs and arms, and I was always a thin athlete and person naturally. But I was never someone who distributed their body fat in a way that I would have like a lean stomach, even though I would eat healthier than anyone else I knew, and I would train so hard, do so much ab training, even though now I know that spot reduction is not a thing like you can build up your ab muscles and sure it might make you help you look leaner but there's no thing as there's no such thing as spot reducing so for example if someone goes to the gym to do heaps of ab work they can't choose the area that they lose body fat in I just felt like I was someone who distributed my body fat in a way that I didn't feel like I had abs or was shredded I'm doing bunny ears with my fingers as I say this because this is just it's ridiculous looking back on it um and as soon as I started to get super lean I just fell into such a bad place because I was in a bad place already and I just latched onto, I guess, body image and I started to define myself as that because people started to notice and see me as like, oh, you're ripped. And I think I started to get into this place where I I just felt like I had to be that super shredded person because people would always, you know, be like, oh, you're the girl with abs. So I felt like that was who I was. And it's so important to not define yourself on your body at all. And one of the things that helps me when I am really struggling with trying to gain weight is 
you know, reminding myself that I am so much more than my body and my worth is not based on how I look. And yeah, but this is how I guess it started. I haven't really gone into this because I just feel a bit uncomfortable to talk about somebody else um, on a platform where I'm sharing it with a lot of people. But I have briefly mentioned that I did move to this coach who yeah, it was a very influential and it was at a prime time of inf- like in my life, I was a 17 year old girl and it was just toxic. That's the word I'll use to describe it. It was the first time I ever, you know, started to really like I'd always eaten healthily, but started to be more restrictive and started to be more, you know, just told little stories about people or just little comments that this coach would make about girls or about people's bodies or about what they were eating. And at the time I didn't really think it was I didn't think it would have was affecting me. I didn't take a lot of notice into it, but years later, sometimes I'll just remember a really random situation or story that I was told or conversation that we had. And I'll realize how all of these little things subconsciously impacted my own thinking around food and body image. And at the moment I do, I started seeing a dietitian about three or four months ago. Um, and she has been so great with helping me with like my gaining weight and like improving my health in that sense but she and with my mentality she's been so helpful but she is really adamant that it would be so good to see a psychologist because she recognizes that a trauma was what kind of you know got me into this place to start with um and it was around that time I was with that coach and it's just a lot of mental things to work through but yeah it is super important to surround yourself with people who are positive and the impact that you know the content you consume online but also just the influence that the people you surround yourself with has on you even subconsciously is so profound that like having a great support network and distancing yourself from toxic people it is so important to do and it's just the impact is so profound so I really recommend you know surrounding yourself with people who are going to better you and people who put you in a mindset that's better like even just watching content if you see someone who obsessively counts calories or does little things that might make you subconsciously get into these disordered behaviors stop watching them if you are with are you if you're friends with people who make comments about people's bodies you know distance yourself from them and choose to surround yourself with people who are positive and they lift you up and they encourage you to take the best care of your health and fuel yourself properly. So that's making sure you have a beautiful, wonderful coach who cares about your health, making sure that people you're friends with, you know, aren't girls who don't eat all day so they can drink heaps that night, you know, people who fuel the body and take care of the health and do the right thing for their body and value their, you know, who they are rather than how they look and they value their health. So it's so important to be surrounded by supportive people and that's something that has helped me a lot grow recently even just seeing my dietitian and having conversations with my coach they're people that I know want the best for me and some of my friends um, that I do talk to about when I'm like going through you know a mental maybe setback it's just so good to be around positive people and sometimes you know people's families don't understand and that would be very hard but I'm so lucky that my mum is someone I can really confide in and she doesn't always understand but she you know sometimes will say the right thing or be that person to reassure me when I feel bad for you know being really full or eating more 
But yeah, so that's when I first started to experience struggles with food. And it started with body image um, when I first learned what calories were because I was following all these YouTubers who were going on about calories and macros. So I thought I would just count my calories for one day just because I was interested. And it was so low. And from that day that I first tried counting my calories, I just became obsessed and was so afraid to then eat without counting and slowly it just got worse until I just became afraid of eating in general and getting in food. I was never fully afraid of eating. Like I would always eat at least a thousand calories throughout the day, but that is absolutely nothing when you have, you know what, the energy expenditure of a toddler or the energy needs of a toddler is about 1300 calories. So I was eating the needs of a toddler whilst training all day like an elite, elite athlete. So I was in a humongous deficit and it was just so bad for my health mentally and physically. As I said earlier, I got nothing out of it. I was just breaking down constantly and I just ran so badly. I have not PB'd in years because my body, the toll on my body. And I'm saying this now to inspire you to not do that because you get nothing out of it. You realize that your body, like how you look, if you feel terrible, like why does it matter how you look? I always say like when you're an old lady one day, you know, you're going to get wrinkly, you're going to get old and, you know, hopefully not for like a long, long time, but you die either way. So how your body looks while you're young, it's temporary. It should not matter. It's the life that you live and the love that you give that does matter. So, you know, you will have regrets if you look back and realize you know, you weren't feeling yourself, you weren't healthy, you didn't get to achieve the goals or live the life, the happy, wonderful life that you could have lived had you been healthy because you were just so obsessed with being skinny and lean that whole time. And that's one of the things that I used to really change my mindset to focus on being healthy. So I know I've gone on a quite long tangent of my own background with how I got into a place where I was under fueling. Um, I do really want to get into gaining weight. So Okay, over the last few years, it's been a, a bit of a back and forth. I always talk about that healing's not linear. You don't just start, you know, deciding to heal and it goes up, 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 up. It goes up and then you might take a step back. You might take three steps forward and one step back because mental health and any health condition, it's it's hard. It's not like a smooth road. That's why recovery is so difficult. So over the last few years, I've had times where I've been doing so well. I would get a few kilos heavier, get back to a weight where I was you know, almost at a weight where I used to get a period at and I used to run really well at and then something would happen like I would often it would be I would start to feel so much better that I could train harder again and as a consequence of being able to train harder again I would start to get leaner again and instead of doing it healthily I would get so obsessed with being lean again and start to restrict myself calorie wise and then I would go back and then I would you know, take a toll on my body and I'd start to feel terrible again and I would start to run really badly again. And then I would have, I would make the decision, no, I need to change and I want to get better and I don't want to live in this place anymore. And I would try to get better again, but I would, it would never sustain for longer than a few months. And then that was at the end of last year when I just decided I was, I just need to feel better and I can't keep doing this anymore. So I started to see my dietitian. And she started to really help me work through how I was feeling and um, then the physical side as well as the mental side with how can I eat more. And she would be really supportive mentally because I would talk about why I found it hard to eat more and she would just be, or she is just so supportive. 
So I want to talk about some of the things that I use to remind myself to get better. And one of the things that I want to mention is the most recent chat I had with my coach. So a few weeks ago, um, a couple of my training partners were competing and I'm just like not competing yet because I just want to get better and be running well again before I try and compete again. And I was just feeling really down because I was like, it's been so many years of me, you know, trying to get better and saying like, I'm going to gain weight and run fast again. And then I just didn't maintain my health um, weight wise. And it's, it, I've thought to myself, wow, like a few years ago when I first decided to get better, I thought by now I'd be back to health. But I guess, you know, as I said, mental health is not that simple. It's complex and the road to recovery is hard. So I was feeling so down because I was like, wow, it's been years. I really can't waste any more time. My life will pass me by. Like I need to get better now because I'm just wasting more time. The longer I take to get better or the more times I fall back into being so obsessed with having abs or being lean, the less time I have to be healthy and to run fast. And I just felt so emotional at that moment. And I was like, I need to just write down how I feel because obviously these moments are fleeting and you have to really, you know, be proactive and really focus on that feeling and hold on to it as long as you can savor it so that you can use it to your advantage rather than, you know, get better a tiny bit and then fall back into your bad habits. And I got out a pen and just a random book and I wrote down, if you truly want to run fast, feel healthy and compete at nationals again, you must eat in a surplus and gain weight. Simple as that. Do not be afraid. I promise it will be worthwhile. And I wrote down, remember Fiji, remember Perth, remember Canberra. Those were three of my favorite um, nationals slash one, like a small international comps that I raced at. And yeah, I just wanted to remind myself why I want to do this. So I'm going to jump into the things that I do now when I feel really bad or find it really hard to gain weight. So as I was saying before, the people you surround yourself with, that is one of the biggest things that I do now. So I'm an open person. I have to get stuff off my chest. I'm not someone who can just like stay quiet and dwell in my pain or mental struggle. If I'm struggling, one of the things I do is speak up. I will talk to someone that makes me feel better, someone that I trust and someone that helps me and tells me the right things. So one of those people is my mum. One's my coach. I have a couple of close friends and they're people who encourage me to gain weight. That food is fuel. It's not to be seen as a number or calories. It's, it is not a number. It is fuel for your cells to get healthy. So talking to people that remind you like, it seems like such a big problem in your head. You know, you feel like it's the end of the world and you're this, all that matters in that moment is how bad you feel about yourself. It really doesn't matter. It's so fleeting. Like what you eat now won't matter in a week. It won't matter in a year. It won't matter in five years. So just talking to someone about it and reminding yourself that, you know, this is what you need to do to get better. So one of the things that I struggle with is sometimes... Um, if I've eaten what I feel like is a lot and I feel really full, I start to feel really, not start to feel, but sometimes if I'm not in a great place mentally, I would feel really guilty for feeling really full. 
or if I feel like I've overate and I'm doing that in bunny ears because it is not overeating. If you need to gain weight, the whole point is eating more. And one of the things that I remind myself when I feel, if I feel bad for eating a lot is you're not going to get where you want to be if you can't do that. Like that's the whole point of what you're trying to do is to run fast again and to gain weight. If you feel bad whenever you eat extra, you're never going to gain weight. So reminding yourself that that's the whole point. Like how are you going to get a period back and get back to that weight where you're healthy at if you can't eat more? So that is the biggest thing for me right now. So for me right now, I'm trying to get back to a weight about four kilos heavier than I am now where I used to get a period and I used to run super fast. And for me, like if I ever feel really full or feel like, oh, I've eaten too much today, I'll remind myself, well, you haven't eaten too much today because that's that's what you need to do to get where you want to be. There's no such thing as too much when you're in recovery or coming from a place where you've been anorexic or you've had a eating disorder. And I will add, like there is many forms of disordered eating um, an eating disorder where you're underweight, like anorexia nervosa, is not the only one. There are binge eating disorders and disorders where you could be overweight. So that is another, um, I guess, another mental health illness. I am definitely coming more from the side where if you need to feed yourself because you are, you've been restrictive and you're underweight, the only way to get better is to eat. So reminding yourself that it is not wrong for you to have eaten more. It is necessary and what you need to do to get better is huge one of the things that I focus on a lot especially lately is why I do this why I want to be better and you know all the benefits it'll have for my life so for me right now the focus that I remind myself why I want to gain weight and you know gain kilograms um, is so I can be healthy again and run fast again my coach has been so supportive and she's literally said, and so has my sports dietitian and many intelligent people, you know, if you gain weight, you will run fast again just from the extra weight you gain. One of the reasons I lost so much speed was because I had no weight on my body and you need weight on you to be powerful and strong and fast as a sprinter. If you have no speed to power ratio, how are you going to be fast? Before I lost a lot of weight, I was... I was always running 400 and 400 hurdles best, but I used to be able to do like a, my times in the two, in the one on 200 were like mid um, 12s and 25s. So I had some speed. As soon as I was really, really light and lean, that was just absolutely gone. It was also when I had, was coming back from my injury, which would have made me lose speed anyway. But the significance of the speed that I lost was so, it was so significant. Um, and I think it was definitely more significant more significant because of how tiny I was so when I remind myself that I want to be fast and the reason I'm doing this is to be fast again because my passion is running well and I haven't done that in so long so that's a big thing for me now another really important thing for me is getting a period back and being truly healthy so I really it is so important I talked in my um, running hungry episode about the physiological impact about not um of a lack of a menstrual cycle or amenorrhea so not getting a period and it's it should frighten you because it's not healthy and it can be really dangerous long term for a female for your bone health for your fertility 
and for so many other parts of your health, it's it's just not healthy. And I am a healthy person. I'm a young, you know, female. I am an athlete and yet I'm not fully optimally healthy. So to be healthy is important to me. On top of that, one of the biggest things with recovery is the mental health, the impact on your mental health. I I haven't really explained in this enough because it's just been a tangent. But for me, like I've improved so much from the worst place I was in. And I can tell you that my mental health has improved significantly. When you are restricting your food or under eating or basically in starvation mode, your mind, your mental health isn't going to be great. Like your brain is also deprived. Your brain needs glucose to function. And without it, you just notice when you eat again that how irrational your thoughts can be. It it almost, you know, exaggerates and um, makes your mental health illness or the bad thoughts you have. It just emphasizes them so much and it, it almost makes them spiral when you aren't fueling yourself and you don't really notice again until you fuel yourself. Like sometimes you might be, for me, I would sometimes be so hungry, but I couldn't eat mentally and then if I felt like it was going to be so tough to eat but I did after I'd eaten I'd realize how irrational my brain was and how much better I felt not just physically but mentally I would realize oh my gosh this isn't that bad so when you're deprived of food and deprived of glucose and glycogen you can get really irrational mentally and have these really negative thoughts about food and it's just so irrational and you eat again and you realize it's not that bad it's not the end of the world it's actually really important for you to do. So the mental change of fueling yourself, it's so significant, not only energy-wise, like energy-wise for sure, I feel so much better. You know, as soon as you start to feel better energy-wise, you realize, wow, this is so much more worth it than feeling absolutely terrible and trying to be super, super lean. I'd rather just feel so much better because you realize how terribly you felt, like you feel 70 years old, in a 20 year old's body you realize when you feel yourself that you just want to feel better but mentally not just like like energy wise you just mentally feel so much better like you feel happier the little things in life that you used to enjoy before you restricted food or, or were afraid of food or were starving you start to enjoy again you start to stress less and panic over things that don't really matter you know before when I was in a really bad place I would just always feel so anxious and like I did not want to socialize ever I just wanted to go home all the time and not be around people and I would try like at training I remember snapping at my friends for no reason or just being really sad and just like empty I felt empty I used to drive to training and I was so depressed at this time because when I don't know like it's you know I can't diagnose two mental health conditions but for me an eating disorder definitely came with depression and heightened anxiety and it's often unlikely that you're going to have an eating disorder and not have some element of depression because how can your mental health be good when you you know are in that place because the hard thing about an eating disorder is it's not like a disorder where you can just avoid that substance like for example if you were an alcoholic they can you know go get rid of alcohol from their life but an eating disorder You can't get rid of food. You need it to survive. So you have to learn how to develop a healthy relationship. It's something that you're going to always have in your life. So it's so important that you do that. 
but I just noticed like now compared to back then I can go out and enjoy life and I won't be completely panicked about food I won't stress about you know is there something healthy I can eat um, when I go out because yes there's always going to be a healthy option and before when I was in a really bad place there wasn't always going to be a really healthy option because I was so restrictive that even healthy options weren't healthy enough for me because I couldn't count every ingredient and it was just so negative and ridiculous so definitely like the mental change with enjoying life and forgetting about thinking about food or training you're just enjoying the moment that you're in that is a huge one that helps with gaining weight because you realize once you gain it it's really not that bad it's honestly better you feel so good the other thing is realizing that gaining weight doesn't mean you're going to be you know not athletic or fit or healthy for the most of us for the most part you're going to be healthier and fitter so obviously I've explained that for me, a big motivator is being focusing on my performance rather than how I look. So focusing on the fact that I'll be able to run faster, I'll be stronger in the gym, I'll be stronger on the track and I'd rather perform better than look super tiny. But it's also realizing that how you look is honestly going to be better to most people as well and it probably won't be to yourself at first because you're you have a body dysmorphic view of yourself like for me I didn't see my I have had body dysmorphia like I've always not always but I thought I was so much bigger than I was and then people would be shocked at how tiny I was so realizing that you might not think you look better at first but as you get used to yourself gaining weight and learn to love how healthy you are and how much you how stronger you are and how strong you look, you will start to love that. But other people around you will think you look better. I know I'm trying to steer away from how you look, but when it if this does help you, something that does help me is when people say like, you know, you look leaner almost because you're gaining muscle and you're not just skin and bones, but you have muscle and you look strong and you look powerful. And I might not see it myself because I have this view of myself where I've been so used to being so tiny but it's just nice to be reminded that you look strong, you look powerful and often you do look better and you might not notice it at first, but people around you might. I do want to also add that if something that makes you afraid of gaining weight is what other people think of you, two things. The first thing is what other people think of you does not matter because it's you that you live with at the end of the day. Your relationship with yourself is the most important. If somebody thinks badly of you, then just cut them out of your life. They should not be influencing your life or part of your life. And on top of that, you know, their opinion is invalid. If people, you know, if you have people like that in their life, you need to distance yourself from them and realize who cares? Like you're the one that lives lives with you at the end of the day. If they don't serve you, when I say serve you, if their presence in your life doesn't benefit your life or make you feel happier or any better, then they shouldn't be in it. And if they have those views of your body or yourself, they're definitely a negative person. And if you do have someone in your life like that, you sh- should realize as well that what they think, they think about for five minutes and then they don't think about it again. So you shouldn't let a comment that someone made that they thought about for five minutes and then they went the rest of the day just thinking about themselves impact the rest of your life. The second thing is that people don't think about other people. Everyone's so worried about themselves that I doubt they're judging you. So many people when they come to the gym and they say, oh, I'm you know just worried about people judging me if I'm doing an exercise wrong or if I look silly. And I say to them, 
have you ever looked at someone else in the gym and thought, oh, they're fat or they shouldn't be here or they look silly? And they're always like, no. And I'm like, well, what makes you think anyone's thinking that about you? Everyone else around you is thinking the same thing that you're thinking. They're worried about themselves. They're not worried about everyone around them. They're all thinking, oh, this person's judging me when really everyone's just thinking about themselves. So humans can be selfish. Like we're very caught up in our own, you know, in ourself. And it's not always a bad thing, but you just have to remind yourself that the next person's just as worried about themselves as you are about yourself. They're not thinking about you or judging you. You have to be more confident in yourself and just think, you know what? This is me. I love me and I'm going to own me. And that is so attractive in itself, just that confidence that you have. And if you're that confident in yourself, people will not judge you or think anything about their body because your presence and your personality is so much bigger than your body. And like I said earlier, that is you're more than your body. Your worth should not be defined on your body. You need to be confident in your in yourself. Another thing that should help you with gaining weight is understanding that your body is always in this constant, you know, it's it's temporary, but it's always in a constant change. Like you're None of us are constant. It's so fluid. You know, every day your body is changing and we go through periods in our life where our bodies will change. So it's never going to be this one constant. It's never the same. And, you know, if you need to gain weight, that's, you know, that's just a, that's how fluid your body is right now. Like it's not always going to be the same size. So even if you were to gain weight and lose weight, like it's never one size. So realizing that it's all just temporary anyway and it's yeah it's not going to be the end of your life or the be all and end all or the defining factor of your life i want to go back to a little bit of what i was saying about feeling healthier so when you come from a place of being super under fat or underweight and you gain weight to get to a healthy weight your body starts to function better and this is one of the things that i use to encourage me to gain weight whenever i'm stressing or it seems so scary It's just reminding myself that or seeing and really savoring the feelings I get when I get healthier and feel better. So not only, as I said, physically and mentally, but also just the little things like when I was super, super underweight, my hair fell out in clumps because your hair is, you know, it's made up of protein and your body, when it's broken down all its fat stores and it's broken down its it has to start breaking down its protein stores that includes muscle tissue that includes organs and your hair your skin your nails so all these little things like your hair breaking down your nails being super weak yeah your body just breaking down not being able to build muscle as easily because your body's always breaking down when those things start to dissipate and you start to feel so healthy and function and you're functioning so much more optimally that's just another reminder why it's so good to get healthy and gain weight the other thing about having a healthy amount of body fat it's is your body your hormones start to regulate and function better so obviously getting a period is a big one of them but it's other ways your body maintains homeostasis and that includes thermoregulation so when you don't have enough body fat you're freezing all the time and it's just uncomfortable you're not comfortable so when your body be- begins to be able to thermoregulate and maintain homeostasis you're just so much more comfortable in your body and it just looks after itself better. So just, you know, getting those hormonal systems functioning again and feeling better and not breaking down, that should be another big motivator. Another really big thing, sorry if this is TMI, but 
having a libido and like a sex drive. So when your hormones don't work anymore, when you don't get a period, it's very likely that you'll have no sex drive whatsoever. And that's something that I definitely feel like affected me. And getting signs of that back is so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's so much more fun watching Vampire Diaries, you know, <laughs> Damon Salvatore, um, when you feel like your hormones are starting to function better. So that's just another one. There's honestly so many and I'm definitely like should have made a little plan of what I was going to speak about in this episode, but I haven't. So I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep talking and hopefully keep remembering what I would love to share with you guys. So yeah, just all of these little things like your health physically and mentally being able to live the life that you want to live. That's the biggest reminders I give myself to gain weight. Lately, one of the things I've also been thinking about is reminding myself that when I'm struggling with eating a lot of food, what feels like a lot to me isn't a lot. I've just been, my mind's gotten used to being under fueled and under eating, that eating enough for me, I think, oh my gosh, that's so much, but it really isn't. So relearning what a lot is and little things that help me with this is, as I said before, talking to other people, like talking to my dietitian, who's like, that is not a lot, but also reminding myself what I used to be like when I was healthy. So I don't recommend, you know, focusing on the past or dwelling on the past, but I don't find this negative for me. I find it really helpful um, when I'm in a bad place to do this. And that's, you know, reminding myself, you know what, you used to eat this when you were healthy, when you were running at nationals, when you were fast and you were still lean back then, you weren't big and you didn't, I didn't know what calories were back in the day when I was a teenager in school. I'd never been taught about energy density foods, but I did know like obviously whole foods are healthy and processed foods are less healthy. I always ate healthily, but I did not know about calories. So although I was eating healthy foods, I was eating so much and it wasn't, obviously I say so much like, oh my God, it was a lot. It wasn't in a surplus because I needed so much, but I remind myself whenever now I'm like, well, this is a lot. I'm like, hang on, like, hold up your younger self who didn't know about calories or hadn't been in this place of restrictive eating. They did not think about, you know, they did not think, oh, I ate too much. They didn't think about it. They just fueled themselves with food and your younger self was so healthy and they were still lean and like thin. And yeah, just reminding myself that although this might seem so much to you, it really isn't. So I always lately have been thinking, you know, you were, first of all, to get to the weight I was at back then, I need to eat in a surplus. Second of all, this it can't be a surplus because younger me ate this much and more and didn't gain weight. So really just focusing on your attitude to redefine what you think is so much because it's it's going to be disordered from being in an, um, a disordered place. So yeah, it's all about redefining and reminding yourself that it's not the end of the world and it's not as big as you think it is in your head. So that's been the two biggest, oh, three biggest things for me right now to remind myself to gain weight is one, the weight I used to be at where I was healthy, I need to eat a surplus to get to that weight. Two, I used to eat so much and I was still lean and healthy and I ran super fast. And three, if I want to run fast again, the way to do it is to eat more. And then on top of that, just reminding myself that, you know, your worth is not what you look like. And I've been reminding myself and really just accepting that my body will change. 
And if it is still super lean when I am heavier, then so be it. And if it's not, then so be it. My health is so much more important than that. However my body changes when I gain weight, I will learn to love and it will be healthier. And you got to also remind yourself that often if you don't love it, it is your disordered and irrational mind thinking that. And the best way to deal with that is to talk to somebody and try and get professional help with that from, you know, for me, my dietitian is amazing. She's great. And I, I have had my fair share of psychologists who I just did not click with and they didn't say the right things. So, you know, it is trial and error. You have to try out professionals before you can know if they're good or not, which is really difficult. And I really do, you know, empathize that it empathize that it is a tough thing to do. Um, but even if it's not a health professional, just the people that you surround yourself with, making sure they're people that, you know, put you in, like encourage you to change your thoughts so they, you're, you feel comfortable to open up to and they say the right things. Today, one of my colleagues in my own PT, um, I talked to him about, you know, how I was feeling and how sometimes I'll eat and my, like, I just can't stop thinking about or calculating how many calories that might be. And he just said, stop thinking about numbers. It's, um, food is fuel and you need this like you're going to get so strong you're already looking so much stronger and moving so much better and you feel better and um you know you feel better because you're fueling yourself and the way you sit and it's good to get an outside perspective because when it seems like so big to you like oh my gosh I feel like I've gained weight you get that outside perspective from someone else saying like look you really haven't it's so much bigger in your head than than it is and just having those positive people who are like, no, you need to gain weight, keep working on it. You need energy and food is fuel. It is not numbers. I do want to reiterate that I am in such a better place and I don't have disordered thoughts all the time, but obviously I still get them sometimes. It's not something that just goes away, but I want to share the ways that I work through it when I do. So instead of falling into that place of you know, succumbing to it, as my dietitian and I always talk about, it's about chipping away at those thoughts. So chipping away because it's a slow process and it takes time. But that voice in your head that you get that, you know, is scared of food, it's not you because why would that be you? Why would you want to be afraid of calories or numbers of eating? That's not you. You can't help your mental illness, but it is still your responsibility to deal with it. So when I do get these thoughts, the way to deal with it is not listening to them but it's to chip away at it and the more you chip away the quieter that voice gets that voice that's saying these disordered things or negative things to you and the easier it gets to deal with it because it's less of a fight in your head because you know your other voice your own voice is so much stronger so yeah just one of the ways I deal with it is obviously all of these little things I've talked about really really focusing on what's the most important to me and just talking about it, really opening up to people I trust and chipping away at that voice. And that also means talking to yourself. Like you can't always rely on, you know, your mum to reassure you that it's good that you ate a big dinner and that you didn't overeat, that you're overthinking it. You know, every now and then you can ask your mum or your partner or your friend, whoever you are with, but you have to be able to be strong in yourself and use your own voice. So something I do now is if I ever have that voice thinking, oh, you ate too much. I'll use my own voice rather than rely on someone else's voice or someone else to reassure me. I'll use my own voice to reassure me and I'll say, no, shut up to that voice in my head. I'll say, well, no, you didn't because 
remember the goals I have, that I want to run fast again, that I want to race at nationals again, that I want to get to the weight I used to be at. Remember those goals. That's what I needed to do to get to those goals. I needed to eat more. So go me. Like I'm not going to eat any less today. I'm going to still eat more. And it's not too much. That's what you need. That's what I used to do. And that is what I need to do. So that is just another thing that I really focus on to gain weight. So those are the things that I've been doing lately. There's definitely so much more, but I've been talking for 50 minutes. So I really need to start to wrap this episode up. But I really recommend, you know, surrounding yourself with the people that help you the most, but also, you know, starting to train your own mind to be able to fight that voice and chip away at those thoughts, whether that be having those thoughts and choosing to ignore them or going against them, challenging yourself to, you know, have that extra snack, even if it's really hard and there's that voice constantly in your head, because that's how it started for me. Like when my dietitian first told me, you know, you need to have two pieces of whole grain toast if you're having that for lunch. It was so hard the first time I did that. And the two things I did was do it anyway and just ignore that voice. And I also reminded myself before I race in a national final for lunch, I might've had three pieces of toast. That's a bad example because right before you race, you don't eat that much because you'd feel sick. But back in the day, you know, if I had toast for breakfast, it might have been three pieces and I did not think anything of it. So I used to do it and I was healthy and I was strong and fit. And now it's so hard to do, but I used to do it so I can do it again. And my dietitian told me this is what I need to do. But also I know this is what I need to do. I don't need someone else to tell me that. And then after a while of doing it and ignoring that voice and being like, oh, you know, I didn't die. It actually was not even that significant in my life. It then didn't really become a fight anymore because I got used to it. So it that is an example of that chipping away at that voice. You know, so if it's like, if you're afraid to put that whole scoop of protein powder in your smoothie, do it. If you're afraid to eat an entire banana or a full serve of oats or a full serve of peanut butter on your oats, just do it as hard as it is and then chip away at that voice that's telling you you suck or you shouldn't do it or you shouldn't eat more and then eventually over time you'll realize oh like it's normal to do that now so chipping away is the biggest thing I also just want to add that I did talk a little bit about body image and still being lean and stuff like that and I don't want anyone to get too caught up on that's how you have to look The biggest thing I'm trying to do is focus on health and performance. However, your body changes with that, embrace it. You know what? If someone at the if someone at the track or at a comp or whatever your sport is or at the beach even thinks anything of your body, it honestly doesn't matter. It's what you think of your body that matters. Walk past people with such confidence. Embrace being muscular and being strong and powerful rather than being a you know super skinny, lanky person be a powerful strong person follow people online that empower you to be strong and powerful and unfollow people that make you feel like you need to be skinny or that make you find it hard to eat enough and to gain weight so just surround yourself online and in person with people who really empower you and encourage you to do the right thing by your body and make you feel good about gaining weight because you should feel good about it It's something that's going to be so amazing for your health. Like put your health first. Remember that this is going to make your life better and then go for it. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up now because I've definitely gone on tangents. 
I really hope that some of the um, ideas and just voicing in this, just voicing my thoughts in this episode gave you some, I guess, insight into ways that you could retrain your mind and just inspired you to chip away at that voice in your head and just put your health first at the end of the day if you don't have your health what do you have like your health is so important mentally and physically and even just to take the steps to start recovering and changing your life at the end of the day no matter the body you're in you're alive now you don't this is not your practice life you get one life so really making the most of it and living the fullest life you can and you can't do that if you have an eating disorder and you're afraid of food because food is fuel that you use to push your body to train hard to do things with your body like living a great life so I hope that this may have been helpful and I do want to apologize for I guess you know being really raw not raw because I know it's people appreciate when people are raw with how they feel but I do just want to apologize for if it was upsetting talking about some of the negative places that I have been in and some of the negative thoughts that I have experienced myself. I really don't want to trigger anyone, but it's hard to not share you know, these things and experiences without telling you where it's coming from myself and my own thoughts. So I do want to apologize if it was upsetting or triggering um, when I did talk about my own like mind or mental illness that I've been through and I also just wanted to quickly add that something my dietitian said was and it's not just something that she said but it's something that I just really appreciate her saying is it's not your fault and it's not you when I've said like I feel so bad that I have to you know ask for reassurance or help with eating properly again she said don't feel bad it's not your fault you know nobody asked to have a mental illness and that's not you that voice in your head is your mental illness So yeah, I'm really sorry if there was some things in this that might have been upsetting, but I really hope you can really focus on the inspiring bits of it and just realizing that your health and how you feel about yourself is so much more important. And at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. You know, if you're worried about what people think of you, then they think it for five seconds and then they go about their own life. It's what you think of you that's the most important. So you really need to embrace, you really need to embrace yourself, love yourself for who you are and have a good relationship with yourself where you value your amazing personality. So I'm going to leave you guys with a quote. Um, And this is really to inspire you. Okay, so this quote can be applied to lots of different situations. For those people who need to gain weight to get healthy, I really want this to inspire you to focus on what you want from that, why you want to get healthy again, how it's going to make you feel and why it's important to your life. And think about this quote and let it inspire you to continue working towards getting to where you need to be. And this quote is, great things never came from comfort zones. So, you know, it's uncomfortable to gain weight. It's hard to feel good about it. You can't always feel comfortable. You have to step out of your comfort zone. And one of the things that I also talked to my coach about recently was I said to her, I have to just get better. I need to gain weight. I have to just get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And my coach is honest. She said to me, she was like, Amy, you know what? You've said that to me so many times. Every six months for the last three years, you've said that. And look where you still are. You haven't run fast. And 
you know, if most athletes, if they haven't run fast by the time they're 24 or 25, they quit the sport. You're 21 years old, you're getting there. So it just really, it was savage. It made me feel shit, but it was so necessary that she said that. She's honest. She's not going to beat around the bush. And I know that she said that because she cares about me and she doesn't want me to keep being in this place. She wants me to just get better. So as much as it is easier said than done, you just have to take control of your life. And obviously saying nice words is important. My coach is a lovely person. She, I don't want that to make her sound like some mean coach. She's just honest and she knows when she needed to be savage. And me saying that, you know, multiple times and falling out of that again, it was just she had to be really raw with me and be really straight up. And I appreciate that she did that. And I also already know this, but it helped with her being harder on me because then I was like, well, all right, now I have to really prove her um, that I can do it. So I guess I've just realized that I need to be uncomfortable sometimes. And eventually, as I said, as you chip away at those feelings and those thoughts, it gets, it gets less uncomfortable and you realize it's normal eventually. And then one day, hopefully, when you've really chipped away at that voice, it's just no longer there. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As I have mentioned, it's definitely just touching the surface and I'll have to make more episodes on this topic because there's so much I want to share. But I hope that this one on how I work through my thoughts around gaining weight and my own experience, I hope it was insightful. Um, And yeah, I really appreciate all the support on this podcast. If you guys are enjoying it, please let me know on at Emmy's Insight on the Instagram account. It would really mean a lot if you could comment on the post there. Um, I can't check all my DMs. I know it's a small Instagram, but I do have quite a few Instagrams now. So the DMs, yeah, I can't always get to them. So definitely comment on the post um, if you're enjoying it. I really appreciate the feedback and I would love Um, for you to comment things that you'd be interested in hearing. So you can um, access the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. And I'm pretty sure that helps support the channel. So yeah, if you have some time and you'd like to do that, go ahead. I also really appreciate when you share the episodes on Instagram, like whether you post it on your story and just get, you know, get the name out there a bit more so other people can hear the podcast. And yeah otherwise thank you guys so much for listening it does really mean a lot and i hope that you join me in the next podcast bye